A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. How are you doing? Abrupt stop to the music. Welcome to Simply the Best Podcast. How are you guys doing? Good. <laughs> One guy gave a slow nod. That's all right. That's great. My name is Dylan Gott. We have a bunch of amazing acts for you guys tonight. Absolutely fantastic. Um, okay. Someone just uh, stopped the show with its tracks. Good. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> and now a word from our sponsors. Hi. Are you tired of having no cards to play? Being in perfect health? Well, great news. Now you can purchase your very own official lupus card. It works for getting out of work and getting that sympathy you've always wanted yet never deserved. And even better, nobody will check because nobody knows what lupus is. So call 1-800-555-LUPS today to get your own official lupus card. Brought to you by Lupus. All right. Um, I guess good to know you guys. What's your name, man? Shrisha. Shrisha? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Where? <laughs> what, what? Where'd you get that name? Uh, from India. From India? <laughs> you just picked it out of the pile. You're like Shrisha. That's great. Good for you, man. That's cool. And uh, what do you do? I study engineering. You study engineering? That's awesome. That's great. And are you an engineer too, my friend? And you back turn to me, guy number one. Uh, physics. Physics and guy with skull bandana <laughs> you're a chemist you're the most badass chemist i've ever seen is the chemistry of titty fucking stop bringing that up nah that's why i'm here bud <laughs> that's great so are you the tough guy you're the most ripped engineer i've ever seen in my life <laughs> thank you you're way too nice to make fun of you and what do you do ma'am sorry Biophysics? Okay, cool. So don't make fun of these guys, or I'll just die very suddenly and have no... <laughs> not traceable at all. There's no Law & Order episode about what you'll do to me. That's great. And then uh, let's learn the other two people here. What's your, uh, what's your name, sir? Dan. Dan, and what do you do? Uh, online marketing. Online marketing, nice. And what do you do, ma'am? Pardon? 
drawing and painting student? That's awesome. That's great. So we have the least money here. That's great. <laughs> we share that bond. We, we share a visa debt that is almost insurmountable. That's great. That's cool. <laughs> yeah? What year are you in? Are you an OCAD? Third year, yeah. Third year OCAD? Cool. And what's, what's your final project? Visas? Thesis. Okay, cool. So <laughs> you corrected me. I like that. That's good. At least someone in the audience has some balls. You know what I mean, guys? Not all just nice, ripped engineers. God damn it. It's, it's odd that you meet someone that is better than you in every way. I mean, it happens to me a lot because of who I am, but like you've never even had a dandruff problem, have you? No. <laughs> you never even watched those Head & Shoulders commercials and they were like, it's a lie! They don't take the dandruff away. All the dandruff stuff I have to buy is like head and shoulders is like, it's like a handsome guy being like, I got a bit of flakes. But like mine, mine actually has a warning on it. Like if you ingest, poison control is not an option. That's a real thing. It's like, oh, I ingested it. Well, I guess I better accept my own death because there's not even an option to call my mom. I'm just going to die suddenly. That's great. And, oh, sorry. What are you guys' names? This is essentially a dinner party at this point. I'm Jen. Jen and? What do you do, Jen? Uh, project management. Project management? Nice. Meth dealer. Great. Yeah. And, what you, <laughs> and what do you do? I'm a You're a journalist? Nice. So you guys, it's inside stuff right here. That's great. It's like House of Cards, you know? <laughs> if anyone watched that show, that'd be a hell of a joke, right? But now, <laughs> now, <laughs> now the badass chemist is just trying to figure out how to punch me in the face and the, <laughs> and the formula for it. Um <laughs> <laughs> P equals, I fucked you up, bud. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're from northern Ontario all of a sudden. That's great. Um, I'll tell you this. Uh, I was in a beautiful town called Windsor, Ontario. Has anyone had the pleasure yeah. of going to Windsor, Ontario? Yes. <laughs> Just a slow, sad nod. That's what Windsor, Ontario deserves. Are you from Windsor, buddy? No, I'm from England. Oh, you're from England? Yeah, I went to Windsor once. Uh, <laughs> you came off the plane from England? You're like, you know, I've heard good things about Windsor. <laughs> That's... <laughs> That's hilarious. Why did you go to Windsor? Uh, there was a chemistry conference. Of course there was a chemistry conference. Um, and it, did everyone have neck tattoos at the chemistry conference as well? Was it? You have to understand, if you've never been to Windsor, Ontario, it's like a Kid Rock concert let out, and then everyone looked at each other like, let's form a town. Let's form a town. Because... <laughs> Oh, sh oh, man, you have a fedora and a studded belt buckle? You're the mayor now. You're the mayor. This is a terrible place. And the thing is, um, I was drinking in Windsor, and uh, I say drinking because I'm not a guy who has a couple beers. I start drinking, you know? And that is exactly as ominous as it sounds, you know? Because, like, if you have a couple beers, your, pro your story probably ends with, like, uh, yeah, and I caught up with a couple old friends, share some great stories, you know? But if you start drinking, it might end with, and now I can't see my son. <laughs> not even on weekends, just the whole thing. I'm also no longer allowed in Moxie's. Moxie's wasn't even open. They just <laughs> sent me a letter being like, I don't need you in here. <laughs> um, but anyway, I, uh, so I started drinking, and uh, I was determined to get a cigarette because I had no cigarettes. And uh, I walked up to this car, and there was this guy sitting on the car with his buddy next beside him. And right beside him was, I guess, his girlfriend. And across from her was her friend. Very important. So anyway, I walk up to the guy, and he's uh, holding this bowling trophy or something. And I was like, hey, man, can I get a cigarette? And he was like, really proud to have won this. City of Windsor deserves it. City of Windsor deserves a champion. And I was like, what? I looked at the trophy. It was the NBL championship, the National Basketball League, 
which is the Basketball League for Canada, because everyone knows if you had the CBL, the Canadian Basketball League, no one would respect that at all. So they put national in front of it. And this guy is now giving me the press conference that he wishes he could have done after he won this championship. (laughs) 82 games, no one cares about what this man's accomplishment is. I don't know if you know basketball well, but this guy was the center of the team. He was six foot two. In the NBA, centers are seven feet tall. I could have been the muscle and height on the team. I could have been that. Like, Ooh, he's fat. That means he's strong. Just going by, just going by 30s standards. So anyway, I ask him for a cigarette, and obviously he's not going to get one. So I ask the other guy, and the other guy says, tell my girl how good her pussy smell. I was like, what? And he's like, tell my girl how good her pussy smell. And I was like, oh, cool. So no cigarette here either. <laughs> You're just making weird demands of a fat man you just met. And uh, so I lean in because I really didn't co- totally hear him. I have bad ears. And when I leaned in, I think I stepped on uh, his girlfriend's friend's foot because she was like, get off me, you fat motherfucker. Get the fuck off me, you fat motherfucker. And then I was like, I was trying to tell your friend her pussy smelled nice, but you're not being very polite. And then I took that as my exit from that situation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I uh, what is this? Oh, I uh, I spent a lot of time in Starbucks. Thank you. <laughs> I don't know why that would get applause. Starbucks, hooray! One of the sponsors. No, that's not true. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I spent a lot of time in Starbucks, and I'm always uh, perplexed by this behavior when people will ask me to watch their computer. It's like I'm not gonna watch it that hard, man. Like, cause I always think about like what would it take for someone to do? like if someone came up to me, they were like, "Watch my computer." I'd be like, "For sure." And they go to the bathroom. Another guy comes up, like, "Yo, I'm gonna take that computer." I'd be like, "No," and they'd be like, "No, I'm gonna take that computer." I'd be like, "For sure, it's yours. Go for it." Like, <laughs> then I have to be like, "Why'd you give my computer to that guy?" Uh, he asked twice. I don't know. He seemed pretty serious about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna die to protect your computer. Like, this is Melissa's computer. She had a mocha. I love her. Like, what am I gonna say? She had sprinkles on it. They don't even have sprinkles here. She meant business. <laughs> What was the other thing? Um, oh, I'm gonna, I'll do these couple jokes, and then I'll bring up your fabulous first act. It's going to be a great night. Uh, into the morning, too? Guys, we're doing cocaine tonight. <laughs> we're turning this into an after hours. Who wants to go to an after hours? Chemist? <laughs> Didn't even respond to the fist pound. That's great. How does a chemist decide to wear a skull bandana? Uh, Pardon? Kofer. Cultural. Cultural. Oh, okay, cool. Do you, are you like, what, what, what's, uh, what nationality are you? Oh yeah, you're, you're English, but like, what's your background? Uh, Sikh. Sikh? Okay, cool. I've seen a lot of Sikhs. I've never seen anybody with like a badass fucking Steve Austin skull bandana. That's great. Are you like a Sikh that also respects Hulk Hogan a lot? Yeah. <laughs> I apologize if that's ignorant, but that's kind of my thing. As I'm a very ignorant man. Uh, one time I went to an Indian restaurant and I was like, can you tell me what this delightful uh, dip is? And they were like, that's bread pudding. I was like, for sure. I felt so fat. I was was dipping chicken in pudding. You know how fat I felt? You know what goes really good with beef? Cake. Oh, yeah, I dipped some cake in that beef. (laughs) Anyway, I'll tell you. uh, Oh, also, I went to Niagara Falls, uh, which is a great place, too. (laughs) Thank you, Trev. Niagara Falls uh, is like Windsor, but I guess except for Kid Rock, it'd be an Uncle Cracker concert, just like <laughs> worse in every way. Um, <laughs> and I, I went into a Burger King, and uh, guys, if you ever want to see a fight, don't pay the 50 bucks to see UFC. Just go to a Burger King at 2 a.m. in Niagara Falls. <laughs> You're going to see a great fight there. 
me and my buddy were talking and laughing, and this guy came up to our table. He was like, would you two giggling assholes shut the fuck up? I'm trying to eat my goddamn dinner. And I was like, he was like, what are you laughing about, buddy? I was like, ah, oh, he said something from The Simpsons. It was just way too honest. He was like, can't be funny. Can't be that fucking funny. Why don't you two guys go fuck yourselves? I hope you fail. And then he just walked back to his table. And the thing was, I tried to tell him, like, man, it's midnight. I'm eating Burger King. I've already failed. Do you know? He didn't respond to that. He walks backwards to his table, maintaining eye contact the whole time, sits down, eats his Whopper, staring at us, alternating. And then when he finished his Whopper, he picked up the container and crushed it with one hand, as if that's intimidating at all. Like, oh, no, he murders paper. (laughs) And then he walks back out the door, still maintaining eye contact the whole time. My friend's all freaked out. He's like, I can't believe we didn't do anything. That guy just totally insulted us in public. And I was like, yeah, we didn't do anything because that guy called Burger King dinner. (laughs) You can't hurt someone that thinks Burger King is dinner. Like, this is a nice, eloquent treat he's getting himself. If we get into a fight with him and one of us stabs him, he's probably just going to be like, thank you. Sweet kiss of death. (laughs) All right, guys, are you ready to get the show started? Oh, perfect. You guys are a great crowd. Your first comedian, uh, she's vice for this hour is 22 minutes. Give it up for Heidi Brander, everybody. Keep going, Friday. Give it up for Heidi, everybody. Yeah. Hi, guys. Um, okay, this is a variety show, so I'm going to be singing some songs for you. Yeah, ooh, let's get down. But um, I thought I would start by telling you a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a staunch feminist... Feminist in the house, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not the type that like blogs about it and like posts it on Jezebel and shit like that. I um, I believe that um, feminism is best exhibited through actions rather than words, which is why I'm not wearing a bra right now, and also why um, yeah, this is a podcast, so you can't see, but I'm totally not wearing a bra, um, and why I decided to write a song. Um, just to like display to all the men in the room that women can write songs just as well as men can. So if you want to hear my feminist song, number one, please. <laughs> ladies, ladies, we can do, we can do things too. Hey, ladies, hey, ladies, lady, ladies, we can do, we can do things too. Hey, ladies. A lady can do math, she can park a car, she can kill a wasp, get a credit card. A lady can use tools, she can wear a blazer, she can build a deck, and even use a razor. She can be mayor, read to a rich white guy, she can be a judge of a wet t-shirt contest, she can be a doctor, and by doctor I mean nurse, she can be a boss, to pizza waitress. Ladies can be anything we want, except for fat. Babysit the kids of older rich white ladies Or pose in a bikini on the hood of her Mercedes Play a hooker in a movie Or a girlfriend on TV Or a sassy rapping grandma if she's over 33 Put wasabi splotches on her nipples and get nude and be A human sushi platter covered in seafood She can be in the Senate if it needs cleaning up Get famous on YouTube if she's in two girls, one cup Ladies, ladies, we can do, we can do things too Hey ladies, hey ladies 
so sea seamen god okay well um one more thing about myself is that i'm not just a proponent of women's rights i'm a pr big proponent of gay rights as well um this the next song i wrote i was really emotional at the time when i was writing it um because this was a couple years ago i don't know if you guys remember the it gets better movement yeah, um, this was a time when a lot of my friends were putting videos out online about how um, they like just talking and pouring their hearts out about what a hard time they had when they were in high school and how things were really rough for them. And the thing, the the one video that broke my heart the most was when um, I saw a video from a guy that I actually went to high school with, and uh, he was talking about how like, God, high school was terrible for him. It was awful he it was torturous he didn't think he was gonna make it out alive and i was just sort of like we used to date i didn't think i didn't think it was that bad you know we watched a lot of sailor moon i thought we had fun together um anyway so yeah i wrote this next song as a call to action for all of the gay men in the world who are still closeted and dating girls like me in high school girlfriend it's time to have the talk say the reasons because she has no cock and you'd prefer she was a dude tell her that you get nauseous at the thought of having sex with a top model then you tell her that you are a gay man who listens to Adele and Whitney Houston and you spend all your time now going to the gym so you can pull up a DP call your girlfriend it's time you have the
Sorry about it. Oh, man. All right, guys. Well, those are all the songs I brought, so I'm going to bring Dylan back up. Thanks so much. Give it up for the best choreographed dance I've ever seen, Heidi Brander. For those of you listening on your way to work, uh, Heidi fell once, and uh, and it was so funny. And then there was a for sure Ashley Simpson moment there, which <laughs> no one remembers the Ashley Simpson thing except for oh there we go, that's <laughs> on my side. Okay, cool. All right, uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna keep this one going uh, with simply the best uh, man I've ever played WWE No Mercy with, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Merv Hartland. Everybody, give him a big round of applause. Nice save. Hey, hello. I messed this up, but my name's Merv. Nice to meet you. Hi, Merv. Good, you? Uh, gotta, I'll, I'll have to fix this later. Um, hey, you're probably wondering, where is this kid's legal guardian? Uh, who led an 18-year-old in here? Or you're thinking, is this a 40-year-old lesbian? I kind of give off both of those uh, both of those vibes, I know. I, I'm actually 28. I look, I look like this. Uh, you know, I've got one of those faces just screams, give me apple juice after sex. Uh, <laughs> happens more than I'd like to admit it. But I've, uh, I've always looked this young, like my, my entire life. I was actually, uh, I was, when I was born, my parents were told I was going to be a midget. Uh, I w- I, they were told I was going to be a midget, and they like to bring it up all the time. Uh, like, I, w- I remember when I was a kid once, I was playing basketball, and uh, I got a basketball in the wrong net, which was the only, only basket I ever got in my entire career. And the whole gym went quiet, except for my dad, who whispered to the guy next to him, That's my son, Merv. He was supposed to be a midget. <laughs> Just happy he's here. So thank you, Dad. Uh, I, uh, I've, I've, uh, I'm from this place called Halifax, Nova Scotia. Has anyone heard of that place? Some people have. It's, uh, it's just this little town, like right past Thunder Bay, uh, outside of the, the uh, Toronto Okay, it's it's not it's not that direction. It's the other direction, but no one seems to know where it's where it, it is. Uh, and it's uh, it's a nice place, but like whatever happens in Toronto always trickle downs down to Halifax after a little bit. Like we're just learning about Blue Rodeo now, and uh, we got all your old pogs and that sort of thing. But uh, like after living here for a, a few months, I'm really uh, I'm really hoping that's that's not true because I heard this this catchphrase that just like freaked me out, and I'm terrified it's going to make it all the way to Halifax. Uh, there was this kid on, on a skateboard, and he landed a kickflip, and his buddy yelled him, Oh, dude, nice! Get your dick sucked! <laughs> Get your dick sucked! This guy just yelled to his buddy on the side of the street. Uh, is that the way people verbally high-five each other in Toronto? That, that is a crazy thing to yell to your like friend. I Just just picture if that like replaced what we said it all the time, you know, like $3 your change, get your dick sucked, sir. There you go. Have a great day. Or like, guess what? I'm having a baby. Oh, my God. Congratulations. Get your dick sucked, Darlene. That's, oh, it's, it's been such a rough year for you. You went through that divorce and you had the thing with your shoulder. It's time. It's time you got your dick sucked. <laughs> Mom, this casserole is delicious. Please, mwah. Get your dick sucked. Happy birthday. Could be the future of Halifax. We don't clean it up. Uh, hey, guess what? I, 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 don't, I don't meet many girls yelling, get your dick sucked to people at Tim Hortons. Just trying to fit in this big city. Uh, it's not helping at all. Uh, I've been trying to meet girls everywhere. Like, you know, at like the library, but you got to be really quiet there. So I've been like sneaking up behind girls. 
whispering into their ears, what do you read, Dick? <laughs> they won't let me back there anymore. Uh, and uh, I met this girl on this wonderful thing called uh, Tinder, which is a great place to meet strangers. Uh, and uh, uh, we started talking. She wanted me to, uh, it's called uh, sex, sex texting, sex, sexy texting. Uh, <laughs> Clearly, I know nothing about that, uh, but I know a lot about books, right? So I thought I would just merge those two ideas together, and I was like, oh, girl, I want to open you up and read you all night. That's stupid. Uh, I like my girls like I like my books. Secondhand. <laughs> Worn in. It's cheaper. Take the road most traveled. <laughs> girl, I'm, I'm prone to breaking spines. I didn't know what to say to her at all. Uh, she canceled our date to the movies uh, when I, you know, she had a good reason, but I, I don't. I don't really mind because I've I've serious uh, eighty or like I I have trouble staying focused on things. So like I usually just end up download, downloading movies and skipping the parts I hear the best. Because if you ask me, all movies end the same anyway. Come shot to the face. They <laughs> Hollywood has really got to get some new ideas because every movie I see ends <laughs> with a come shot to the face. Thank you so much. Semen jokes, everybody. <laughs> having a great time uh, I really I really like I, I mostly only date P.S. I don't date but if I was to I, I would date uh, girl stoners they're my favorite type of girl are there any, any girl stoners out there tonight they want to admit it any stoners at all there you go okay Trev usually the person that yells woo isn't actually high it's everybody else who's like oh my god he knows shit so it's all right. Um, I I love girl stoners because like you can take them to any movie you want and they're gonna have a great time. It could be any movie at all. You know, Hotel for Dogs, great film. Hotel <laughs> Hotel Rwanda, also a great film. You know, only one won a Nick Award, but th- you know, th- they both have their own merits. And like, girl stoners the best because like when when I, when a guy gets high, he'll be like, oh man, I could really use some bacon right now, and then he'll stare at the wall for a half an hour and think about it. But when a girl gets high, she'll be like, oh, I could really use some cupcakes right now. And then she'll make those cupcakes. <laughs> and she'll take one bite and be like, I don't want any more. You have the rest, I assume. Again, I don't date, but <laughs> that's how I'd like things to turn out. I'm kind of a small guy, but I don't really, like, I, I'm, I, for some reason, I, I drink a lot of apple juice. You know, like, I, I, I seem to have sex, and I don't know why. I'm very confused why. And I've, like, always been a smaller guy. And I, some people have, like, worried about the size of their, their penises, you know. But, like, being a small guy, I've never really had that problem because I've always considered it, like, a skeleton key. It's fit everywhere I've ever put it. It's unlocked a lot of doors for me. <laughs> My penis is a skeleton key is the one that – how I wrote that one down. <laughs> um, I, uh, I've been loving it in, in the city. It's been great living here. Um, but I haven't had a job. For a while, and uh, I've been loving my life. My roommates have been hating my guts because, like, because well, they have to work every day, and I, I, I don't. So just picture if you live with me, and like every day you went to work for like eight hours and came home, and it was like snowstorm or an ice storm or whatever, and I was still there when you got back in my full-on pajamas, and you were like, "What's wrong, Merv?" And I went, Ugh. I downloaded the German version of A Bug's Life. This is the worst day ever." I have no idea what this caterpillar is talking about. It brutal day. Guys, that is how I'm going to end it, unfortunately. Thanks so much, and uh, have a great day. Get your dick sucked, everybody. Goodbye. Give it up for Merv, everybody. Keep it going for Merv. Oh, and it came out of the thing. Believe it or not, uh, me and Merv are only a year apart. 
That is sad for both of us, guys. That is, <laughs> no one respects him, and uh, I look like just a dumpster with hair on it. So, <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? Uh, I'll tell you this little story before we bring up your fabulous next act. Um, I actually, uh, I have a, my Saturday, sorry, uh, my nephew celebrates his uh, third birthday. He's my he's my favorite kid. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, there's he's my favorite kid in the world. Uh, he uh, he'll do this cute thing all the time where he'll open his arms up towards me and it go like this, and that means he wants me to pick him up, give him a kiss. It's adorable, right? But he's also three, right? So he does this to everybody. Uh, like we were, I took him to the park and we were on the elevator. It was me, him, another guy, and he goes up to the other guy and he goes like this. Guy doesn't know what that means, so he goes, "Hey, little buddy," and my nephew can't really talk yet. Uh, but I guess in his head, he was like, oh, I'm going to take this in my own hands. And he just grabbed the guy's hips and kissed him on the dick, guys. He kissed him. He kissed him right on the dick. <laughs> I should make it very clear that the guy was wearing pants. Okay, cool. I didn't just take the elevator with a naked guy being like, I don't have the five minutes to wait for this elevator. I just go up and roll the dice. But then the guy freaked out, obviously. He was like, hey, whoa, buddy, don't. And then, and then I freaked out, too. I was like, I didn't tell him to do that. Like, <laughs> there's no way that happens to someone. And he was like, this was planned. Uh, I smell, I know a ruse when I smell one. All right, guys, uh, your next comedian coming to the stage. Absolutely fantastic. He has been referenced throughout the podcast. Uh, truly one of the best comedians Canada has to offer. You're going to love him. Mr. K. Trevor Wilson, everybody. Give him a big round of applause. Thank you, Dill. Dylan Gott's going to leave with the whole the whole mic stand set up because it collapsed on its own earlier in this show. That was for the people listening at home, so you know what's going on. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, Rhiannon invited me here to uh, tell stories because that's uh, uh, mostly what I do. Uh, uh, so I was trying to think of a good story, and someone made me tell this story yesterday. So I'll do it for you guys today because I, I remember all of it. <laughs> now, this is the story of the worst birthday party I ever went to. Uh, it started uh, regular day. I was doing a comedy show, and uh, after the show, uh, a lady fan came up to me. And when I say fan, I do mean crazy person from the Internet. Uh, approached me after the show, and she asked me if I would like to accompany her to a swingers club. Now, uh, I had never been to a swingers club, and I was not sure if I wanted to go to one with a stranger. Uh, so I was kind of looking for an out, and I turned to my friend John Key, another comedian, and I was like, well, I, I already made plans with John, and it would just be rude of me to just bail on John like that. And John, uh, like any good friend, uh, threw me under the bus and just, he's like, no, we don't have plans. That's a lie. You're lying. You're lying to this lady. I don't know why you're lying to everybody right now. You're, you should go to the swingers club. You're going to the swingers club, K-Trev. You're, you're at least going to get your dick sucked if you go to the swingers club. Go to the swingers club. So I'm like, all right, I guess I'm, I'm going to a swingers club with you. And she's like, okay, uh, we got to drive there. We're already downtown Toronto. I'm like, where are we going that we have to drive? And uh, she takes me to a swingers club at Lakeshore in Islington in Etobicoke. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you guys know right away, classy. Uh, it's, uh, it's located between a TD bank and a pizza pizza. Uh, it's called Menage Four. Uh, 
It is a real place. Um, mazel tov. Uh, so we get to, to the swingers club, and uh, that's kind of weird uh, because literally my best friend and his wife live around the corner from this place. Uh, so we go down, because it's in a basement, of course it is, and uh, we go downstairs and they have the, uh, the, the front uh, booth there. So they tell me that I have to buy a year's membership to gain access to the swingers club, something that was not explained to me on the car ride over. Uh, I'm like, how much does a year's membership cost? And they're like, don't worry about it. You're getting two discounts. I'm like, why? Uh, And then she's like, one, because you're with a lady, so that gets you a discount. And two, because you're going to the birthday party. Something else I didn't know that was not explained to me on the car ride over. So apparently I'm going to a stranger's birthday party, uh, and that's a weird birthday party to me. Uh, I've literally never gone, you know what I want to do for my birthday this year? Fuck all my friends. That's, that's usually the reason we're friends is I've stopped trying to fuck you. Um, I just enjoy your company now. So uh, I figure, what the hell, I'll, I'll buy the membership. And I do, and then they make me fill out a a waiver, a form, saying that as an adult, I am okay with what I am about to see and do in the swingers club, which is literally signing a contract based on a guess. Because I haven't been inside yet. I have no idea if I'm okay with what I'm about to see and do. But I need to finish this joke, so let's do this. So I fill out the form, and I, I check my coat at the coat check, and I walk in, and uh, there's a bar and a, and a lit-up dance floor and just four of the saddest, creepiest dudes I've ever seen sitting at the bar. And I turn to the lady I'm with, and I'm like, look, I don't know anything about swingers clubs, but this is bullshit. Like, I don't want to fuck either of those guys. And she's like, well, we're late. Everyone else is already in the back room. And I'm like, oh, what goes on in the back room? Because I'm an idiot. And she said, the back room is the towels only section. There's a lot of things that were not explained to me in this car ride over because I didn't know there was mandatory nudity involved. I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense when you think about it. But in my head, I thought I could just hang out in my street clothes. And if I saw something I liked, tag in like a weird improv game, you know. (laughs) Freeze, I'm in. Uh... But apparently you got to be dressed to play and ready to go. But I figured, fuck it. I've driven into Etobicoke. I've paid $30. I want to see this show. <laughs> so uh, we go and we get a locker. And uh, I strip down. I kept my hat on because, fuck it, I'm an individual. Uh, and I get oddly self-conscious. Like, I know my balls are hanging out, but I don't want anyone to notice I have a bald spot. <laughs> One at a time. That's my rule. Uh So I'm looking around uh, for a towel, and I'm not impressed with the towel size. And I'm figuring they got to be hiding some bigger towels somewhere, because judging from what I can see in this locker room, I have the average body type of an Etobicoke swinger. (laughs) So I yell out, hey, where are you guys keeping the good towels? Because these don't work for me. And one guy goes, no, only one size towel, bud. What you do is you wear it on an angle, that way you can do it up, but it still covers up your important parts. And I'm like, hey, thanks for the tip, uh, fat naked guy. You are helpful. 
So I put on my towel, and I got my hat, and I walked through the beaded curtain into the sex dungeon. And immediately run into two people I know right away. First two people I meet, a, a guy I know and his wife. And I was like, this is weird. I've never been here before. This is why I don't see you out on Saturdays ever. Uh, this is very awkward small talk. Your wife is super pregnant. Uh, and so I'm looking around this room, and uh, it's ridiculous. Like, everywhere you look, there is fucking going on. There's, like, a whole pile of fucking over there, and a big mess of fucking over here, and a whole other secret fuck room behind me, and then just some guy playing with a woman's boobies, watching other people fuck. It's literally a clusterfuck in that room. <laughs> And it, it is not attractive sex. It is, the romance is gone. It is base, gross fucking. Like, it doesn't even look like fun at some times. And the average age in this room appears to be like 43. Like, it looks like a PTA meeting has gone terribly awry. <laughs> Someone put ecstasy in the complimentary orange drink and once they figured out the budget for the spring fair, it got nasty. So I see a bar on the other side of the, side of the room. I'm like, I need to get a drink inside of me because I have just seen the most bare genitals in a row I have ever seen. So I walk up to the bar and I'm like, how does this work? How do I get alcohol? And he goes, well, you run a tab here and you pay it on the outside bar when you're leaving. Obviously, we don't expect you to carry cash in the towels-only section. And I'm like, that's really good planning. Because I was considering hooping a 10 just in case there was a bar out here. But I didn't know where I'd put my change, you know? There's a lot of questions. So I get, I learned a lot about swingers that night. I learned there's two main groups that attend swingers clubs regularly. There's your actual swingers. And they're the people who are there to, you know, try on a new hat you know, dip their ladle in a different soup. Other euphemisms for fucking strangers. And then there's the exhibitionists, and they're the assholes of the swingers' world. Because they don't want to fuck anyone else but each other. They just want to do it in a room full of people because they think they do it really good. It was like, oh, check out how well we fuck. We're the best at it. No one has any time for those guys. They're douches. So... So I got a blowjob, because uh, when in Rome, uh, get some head at a weird sex party. Uh, I sat down, because I didn't know how long it was going to take, and I put my towel down on the sofa, because, to be honest, I did not trust that furniture at all. Uh, there was a lot of DNA being spilt in that room. If you put that room under the CSI black light, You'd go blind. That's how much light there'd be. Uh, although now that I think about it, I don't know how clean that towel could have been. It was their towel. It was the sex dungeon's towel. Uh, it's really gross. Um, so I'm, I'm naked except for my hat, drinking a beer, getting a blowjob in a room full of strangers. And it wasn't like 
oh, this is the best blowjob ever. It was like, I don't want to be the only person not having sex in this room. I feel like an outsider. Uh, And this is going to sound mean, but between me and the lady I was with, I was the small, pretty one. (laughs) Now, for the people listening to this on the podcast, I'm a 300-pound bearded man. I look like Game of Thrones and Duck Dynasty had a baby. It is very rare that I am the small, pretty one. In fact, that's my only rule, never be the small, pretty one, and I broke it that night. I've been, I've been the small one before. It happens, because I like me a big girl, because when we really get going, our bellies slap together, and it sounds like applause. And that's great. It's like someone's cheering you on the whole time. And I've been the pretty one before because, let's face it, I have great skin. Uh, but I've never been the small pretty one. And so I'm naked except for my hat, drinking a beer, getting a very awkward blowjob in a room full of strangers. And my friend's wife comes in to say goodnight because they're heading out for the evening. <laughs> So I'm naked except for my hat, drinking a beer, getting an awkward blowjob in a room full of strangers, engaged in casual conversation with a pregnant woman. And the entire time this is going on, they are cranking top 40 satellite radio over the loudspeaker. So I'm listening to Miley Cyrus's Party in the USA, talking with a pregnant woman, naked except for my hat, getting a blowjob, drinking a beer in a room full of strangers. And I am trying desperately not to laugh out loud because uh, this whole thing is ridiculous to me. But I don't want to offend these really nice perverts because they take their group sex very seriously. So I'm stifling laughter, listening to Hannah Montana, engaged in conversation with a pregnant woman, naked except for my hat, drinking a beer, getting a blowjob in a room full of strangers. When I hear a woman over my shoulder say the words, Geez, I wish I didn't have to get up so early to take the kids to soccer. (laughs) And that was it. That was it for old K-Trev. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. I don't know if you've ever laughed out loud while coming. That is a full body release. That's 
It's like sneezing in the middle of a shit. You just, you clean out your soul at that point. You've hit a reset button on existence, and you can start anew. Thank you very much for your time, everybody. Keep it going for K-Trev. There was so many layers to how awful that story was. <laughs> it was like the, it was like a worst onion. Um, <laughs> give it up for K-Trev one more time. That was so funny. Um, all right, so our next act is uh, simply the best pedophile in Toronto. Bob Kerr, everybody. No, they, they think that you actually invited a pedophile on stage. Uh, hey, guys, I'm not a pedophile, nor am I the best pedophile. If I were a pedophile, I'd be the worst, because I have no interest in children. Um, guys, we love riddles, right? Who? Let me hear you. Riddles? Yeah. Well, guys, uh, I consider myself a riddle master. And uh, I decided to, I was looking at some riddles. I thought, you know, these need to be updated. These need to be updated, given a little personal spin. So you guys want to hear some riddles or what? Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, what has four legs, then two legs, then three legs? Nobody? Okay, it's a, it's a four-legged spider because I tore off four of its legs. <laughs> then it has two because I tore off two more. Then it, uh, three because I super glued a frog's leg to its butt. <laughs> yeah, I know it's messed up, but that's how I kill time when Twitter's down. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. You guys ready for an another riddle? Yeah. A plane crashes on the border of Canada and the US. Where do you bury the survivors? Wrong answer. <laughs> it was a trick question. You don't bury the survivors. In fact, you don't do anything because you're just a bystander <laughs> and it's not up to you. <laughs> so stop telling everyone that you have all these burials you gotta start planning for. I mean, unless you're a cemetery groundskeeper, you got no dog in this fight. It feels like you're making this horrible tragedy all about you. And that's why you're alone most of the time, Greg. <laughs> you guys want to hear one more riddle? Yeah! A father and son get into a car crash. The father dies immediately. The son is rushed to a nearby hospital requiring surgery. The surgeon says, I can't operate on this child. He's my son. How? That's the, sh that's the short answer. The long answer is, the surgeon is his mother. Nurse Jacobs looks at the surgeon. Dr. Weeding, what are you talking about you can't operate on him because you, he's your son? Dr. Weeding shrugs. I don't know. It's just... Heard you're not supposed to operate on your own kid. Conflict of interest or something, I guess. 
But Dr. Weeding, you're the only surgeon on call right now. If you don't operate on your son, he's going to die. I'm pretty sure that rule is not a real thing. <laughs> Dr. Weeding shook her head. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're so smart, then why don't you operate on him? Uh, Dr. Weeding, no, no, nurse. Go ahead. Here's a scalpel and the mini saw. Go to town. Nurse Jacob sighs. I can't. I'm not a surgeon. No fucking shit, nurse. <laughs> I'm the surgeon. Me. I went to school for this, spat Dr. Weeding. Her hair flung around, making her look insane. <laughs> the nurse is beside herself. Listen, I'm sure the board would overlook it if you just operated on him. No, they've been pretty uppity with me lately since I tweeted about that, that joke about the difference between operating on white patients and black patients. <laughs> well, doctor, even if you did lose your job, isn't saving your son worth it? Dr. Waiting considered this. I'll have to consider that, she considered. <laughs> Suddenly, a long single note emitted from the heart monitor. Jesus, your son is flatlining. Janice, that's doctor to you, nurse. She snaps. <laughs> nurse Jacobs lowers her head. He's, he's dead, Dr. Weeding. Your son is dead. As an incredulous nurse Jacobs wheels the surgeon's dead son away, <laughs> Dr. Weeding wept into her hands and said, if only there's something I could have done. And those are my riddles. Thank you. Good night. Keep it going for Bob Kerr, everybody. <laughs> Bob Kerr, the riddle master. That's amazing. I'm going to tell you this thing, and then I'll get your fabulous next act up here. Um, I, uh, I don't appreciate this new trend in Toronto. Uh, where you purchase a beverage of alcoholic contents and then they give it to you in a jar. Yeah, um, I don't know. I assume this is for people who haven't hit the low points I have, um, but I've had legitimate times in my life where the only way I could get water into my body was by clearing out a ragu jar. Like, I'm just trying to get drunk, and not, I'm not I'm just trying to be reminded of the terrible time in my life. You know what I mean? That'd be like if you came up to me like, oh, Dylan, there's this new restaurant down the street. You got to try it. What it is, there's no cutlery. You just eat with your hands over the sink. <laughs> it is fantastic. Oh, and when you go to pay, they give you a debit card? Automatically declined. You have to go outside, call your mom, ask her for money. It's fantastic. Oh, and don't worry about uh, toilet paper in the bathrooms. They just give you a Tribune magazine. You get to literally wipe your ass with Matt Damon's face. It doesn't really wipe it as much as it smear it around a bunch. And you're left wondering, why didn't I just take the Now magazines? <laughs> no one has hit that low point. I like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, eat with no cutlery. Oh, for sure. Decline debit card. Wipe your ass with a magazine? Who are you? <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to get next to your best next act. He's simply the best uh, one-liner guy I've ever seen, I guess. Uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, uh, this guy's absolutely fantastic. You're going to love him. Mr. Ryan Kukaker, everybody. Please give him a big round of applause. Did 
you guys know there's free coffee? No? Okay. Never mind. That's legit. Legitly free coffee. Come on. Help yourselves, guys. You guys having fun? You going to have some coffee? Okay, guys. Um, so I've realized uh, I'm, I'm living alone. I was living with someone. Now I'm alone, single. It's fun. And I'm going to tell you a heartwarming story of how my grandparents met. So they were living in a country called Croatia, which is on the other. It's in Europe. And as a side note, I dated a girl in uh, university, like first year of university, and I told her I was Croatian. And she's like, okay, cool. That's fine. Like, I was like, oh, my parents were born there. They moved here. That's my lineage. And then one day, like years, like a year after we were dating, she came up to me and she's like, oh, I thought you were lying about Croatian because I thought they were all black. They're not. Anyway, so <laughs> my grandpa, how he met his, um, his wife, what he did, it's very beautiful. He walked around his little village called Split. Dalmatians are from there. It's cute. He went to every door knocking and proposed marriage until someone said yes. <laughs> right? Lucky grandma, everybody. And I was like, that's a horrible, horrible story. But then I was thinking about it. That's exactly how Tinder is. Like, that's Tinder. Just like very, like, shitty 1960s communist Tinder, guys. It's beautiful. There's hope for everybody. We're all going to make it. We're going to be okay. We're doing it. Because when you live alone, you can just get kind of weird and lazy. Like, you can walk. This is gross. But you can walk around and fart. It's gross. You can do it. But no one's judging you. But I did this the other day where I was like kind of so lonely that when I farted, I just blamed it on someone else. <laughs> just for some company. I was like, who did that? No, it's me. <laughs> just me. I'm just going to keep watching MasterChef on my own. It's a sad show, guys. It's great. <laughs> it's really sad. Someone who was blind won it, and that blew me away because I, I ate a pizza pop that was eight months old the other day. <laughs> I did. No, <laughs> awful. I was like, it's frozen, but... It's, I couldn't even wait. It was like, I put it on defrost for four minutes. Two minutes in, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm just going to eat this thing. I'm not going to enjoy it. I know I'm not going to enjoy it. There's no amount of sriracha that will make the freezer burn go away. There's none. Well, then, like, if... if I wish just pizza places were open at four in the morning. That's all I'm saying. Okay, guys. Here we go. Um, so, same girl who thought Croatians were black. I um, dated her, and she gave me the worst gift I've ever gotten, okay? Did you guys ever get bad gifts? Anybody? Okay, what's the worst gift you ever got? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'm looking right at you. No, wall behind you. Uh, you look like you're in sliders. Is there a bad gift? And wall slide. Anyway. <laughs> What's the worst gift you got? It's like, oh, fate. My, so, yeah, what's the worst gift you ever got? Sorry to put you on the spot. You don't know? Your life's great. Okay. <laughs> so, to take the long route, I, uh, first party I ever went to in high school was like first week. Sweet kid. Made the mistake of inviting a few people with his address. Everyone printed those addresses out, gave them to everyone in the school. Cut to party. 500 people are there Friday night. Like, everyone was there. And I'm from Calgary, and it's kind of just like everyone was there. And uh, it got to the level of where his mom, it was going to be a small get-together, walking around with cookies, homemade cookies, really nice, sweet cookies. People were doing lines of cocaine 
just on the table that she's just like here and i'm i'm in grade 10 and i just like I, i've never drank in yet this is terrifying but so then i drank that night party got out of control cops came broke it up people are stealing stuff peer pressure i stole something woke up in the bed and my bed the next morning with the complete recordings of the police <laughs> That's what I stole. I don't even like the police, guys. Like, at all. Like, none. I just, I don't get it. The like road trips, my dad would put it on, and we would drive, and I hated it. But, so this girl, like, cut to, like, seven years later, bought me tickets to a police concert. <laughs> Which, of course, I had the complete recordings <laughs> in my room to show people. And she's like, I got a surprise for you. We're going to Edmonton and you're going to watch your favorite band. And I was like, we should really talk about things more. We should talk. We should have a conversation. I'm not black. I don't like the police. <laughs> and so we go to the concert in Edmonton. It's a long drive. It's like three hours. It's long for me at the time. And we're walking and like six really tall, kind of strong guys walk past us. And they're just like, hey, lady, you're cute, blah, 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 and all this stuff. And I was just really uncomfortable. And it was just like, we got past it. And I told her, I was like, oh, once we got past I'm like, oh, my God, that was awkward, right? Holy cow. And then she's like, what the fuck, man? Why did you not say something? And I was like, because there's six of them, and I'm me. <laughs> and then I was like, okay, maybe I'm, I'm like about 19 now. I'm like, maybe this is what guys do now. I don't have, like, much role models to know. I watch Die Hard. He does a lot of cool stuff. Is that? So I go up to the guys. Like I walk down. I'm like, I'm gonna stand up for her, and I like go, Hey guys, you really offended my girlfriend. And they didn't hear me because why would they? So I said it again. <laughs> I was like, Guys, you offended my girlfriend, and they're like, Okay, boom, punch me in the face, black eye, cut to me at the police concert, just bleeding, watching the police. This is the worst <laughs> gift I ever fucking got, guys. So yeah, what's the worst gift you ever got? Wow, are we on? Interesting. Like, was the pitcher full of beer? Because that's not good for flowers <laughs> at all. Anyway, okay. Thank you guys. Have a good night. Give it up for Ryan Kukek, everybody. One more time for Ryan. A stolen pitcher with flowers in it might be, well, like, the. Like, that's romantic. I don't understand. When you were like seventeen, <laughs> but you, but you're like sixteen, yeah, <laughs> regressed in age. Thank you for handing that to me, my friend. Um, all right, we're gonna get uh, right to your last act before our musical guest. Um, this guy is the best loser. <laughs> this guy's absolutely amazing. He's super hilarious. You're gonna love him, Mr. Todd Graham. Everybody, keep it going for Todd. Thanks. <laughs> so, uh, so guys, let's uh, let's keep that energy going. <laughs> I uh, I know some of you guys uh, might recognize me. I. Uh, I worked for a couple of months up uh, up at the Loblaws on on Dupont in the produce section. 
pretty much ran the produce section. <laughs> wasn't, a, wasn't a manager or anything. Fucking politics. <laughs> Bullshit. You know? I know I know everybody's uh, everybody's excited. We got uh two more sleeps till till garbage day. <laughs> I know I know not everybody celebrates garbage day. <laughs> well, not not on the same day. Just, just trying to, just trying to bring the room together, you know. <laughs> what is this? Uh, is district uh, District C? I think. Pretty sure. Guys, I, I put together a, a a new outfit for this evening. This is a little something I I put together that I like to call Soviet era. Uh, carnival ride operator. <laughs> Soviet era carnival ride operator. I like to think it, it, it also would work uh, just as well as uh, uh, Soviet era aerospace engineer. <laughs> huh? Uh, you know, because of... Uh, because of communism. <laughs> but it uh, didn't really work out that way. It's a good idea on, on paper. <laughs> Just people, are, uh, people are selfish, you know? What can I say? So, uh, well, let's see. Uh, oh, uh, before I go any further, um, if anybody uh, finds a, a tooth, <laughs> I lost a, I lost a tooth. Um, I don't know if you find it on the floor. Uh, it's white, ish. You know? I did, I did uh, print my phone number on it, so. It's also it's in a it's in a, 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 a bag of, of uh, crystal meth. <laughs> Would like uh, like that back as well. I say little bag. I don't know what's what's normal. Some people might know it as as crank or or ice. Some people call it Tina. <laughs> I don't. I don't know why you would do that. People know, you know, what you're talking about when you say crystal meth. <laughs> you know, you ask ask for Tina. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it, She's she's not here. You know, <laughs> the old Cheech and Chong. Uh, you know. Where's where's uh, where's Tina? Oh, she's on, she's on first base, you know. <laughs> oh 
on and on and on. Just say crystal meth, you know? Everybody everybody knows, you know? So uh so I was digging in in the yard this morning. Uh, uh I had to uh I had to bury a pet. I'm not going to tell you what kind of pet it was. I I don't want to divide the room. But uh I hit one of those uh pipes, you know, that uh that sends all the money from the from the bank to the bank machine. <laughs> you know the pipes that crisscross underneath the the city, you know, they send all the money to the ATMs. It's some sort of pneumatic tubing. I I don't I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? I hit one. I hit one of those. <laughs> and I thought, oh, that's great. You know, windfall. Good for me. But uh, it it turns out that uh, I don't know. It's some sort of security system. They uh, they cover all the money in in shit. Man, I tried uh, I tried rinsing off a, a couple of the bills, but uh, they obviously have some sort of special process for that. You guys, are you guys mad? Are you mad at me? A little bit? No. My uh, my wife says I'm I'm for everybody. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 sure it's fine. But I oh what did I I did find uh, when I was digging I found uh, I found some jokes. <laughs> so that's good. Well I, oh I I also wanted to say uh, that uh, this is how I want this to go. Um, I should have said this earlier, and it might have saved us all some heartache. Uh, but uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to try some I'm going to pretend to try some some skateboard tricks. <laughs> and and you guys are 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 all my girlfriend. So, so here we go. You know, uh, uh, nobody, nobody runs away to the circus anymore. You know? just, it's just straight into porn. There, there used to be a journey. No more. Guys, I think I think that uh, I think celebrities uh, gossip just as much about us <laughs> as as we do about them, you know, just in much more general terms. I. Uh, Let's see. I I was uh, I have a friend uh, I have a friend from from Quebec and he's always uh, criticizing how I how I pronounce uh, poutine. 
So I just uh, I just call it by its old-fashioned name, uh, whore salad. Yeah, horror salad. <laughs> I uh, I think uh, I also think a better name for camping is uh, arguing outside. <laughs> Let's see. I uh, you know uh, uh, no, that's not right. What else? What else have we got on here? You sure you're not mad? <laughs> sometimes I, sometimes I, uh, I like to text, uh, "I love you," to myself. But I, but, you know, using using my wife's phone. <laughs> and then and then a few minutes later, I'll I'll uh, I'll text. Uh, Oh, sorry, that, that wasn't meant for you. <laughs> I just figure, you know, if, if we ever got divorced, that would be a, a pretty handy document. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm, uh, I'm just going to go. Keep it going one more time for Todd Graham, everybody. Keep it going for Todd Graham. Amazing. All right, guys. I'm just going to do uh, one more joke before I bring up uh, Suitcase Sam over here. Um, I was in Walmart, actually, the other day. What? Everyone has had enough of your low-class filth, frankly. Pardon me? Who are you? Oh, my God. I'm a man with a little fair jacket on. Everyone's had enough of your low-class filth, so I thought I would class up this show by uh, reciting some of my prose, or short stories. Short stories, as Only I pronounce them. Only one clap, and you're still going to go on. Mm-hmm. All right. How many claps have you gotten? Seven. <laughs> Cumulatively. <clears throat> as I awoke that crisp autumn morn, I spied an owl perched atop my tent pole. Quoth the owl, cannot we creatures, land and sea, live abreast in harmony? All right, stop. But owl, said I. All right, that's it. Whoa! Bryn, <laughs> Bryn actually, uh, I did some research because I thought this might happen. I might break the mic stand again. Um, <laughs> uh, I thought this might happen, so I actually researched some of your fan fiction. Hopefully the tasteful ones that make me look like a good writer. No, not the Caroline in the City ones. Oh, no. <laughs> These are actually, uh, this is some Boy Meets World fan fiction you wrote. You can't possibly pin this on me. <laughs> uh, the name was Bryn plus Topanga equals forever. Mm -hmm. All right, well, here's, here's the first part. Uh, <laughs> Corey's mom was wearing tight pants. You've grown a lot since high school, she said to Topanga, trembling and wet. Eat me out, bud, Topanga said. So she fucking did. 
Do you want me? That's taken out of context. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. Well, I will not. I do not want to embarrass you. That is not why I did this, okay, Bryn. All right. Perfect. So I'm just going to skip to the end. Corey's mom and Topanga were straight up eating each other out. Like, I'm talking straight up, mucking each other's barns. Well, I took a creative writing class in North Bay. (laughs) And it shows. Then Mr. Feeney came in. He had a huge fucking donger and started going to Bone Town big time. Then I, Bryn, came in, stroking my 20-inch meat rocket. And began banging like everyone, like even Sean Hunter's like black girlfriend. I don't know why he's had to say black and underline it like that. I don't have to answer to you. Um, I came here to read a classy short story, and you've once again ruined this show with filth. So I hope you're proud of yourself. You've embarrassed me, and I'm leaving. Okay, well, there's the last line. As I, as I pounded all three chicks, Mr. Feeney cussed my ear and whispered, T-G-I-F, Bryn, T-G-I-F. Thank you. All right. <laughs> all right, guys, are you ready for your last act of the evening? Oh, show some titties out there, you know what I mean? All right, this guy's absolutely fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, doing some music for you guys. Mr. Suitcase Sam, everybody. Keep it going.
Thank you. Uh, uh, the next one was kind of... I usually play with a band these days, but... But I made a mistake tonight of paying the band in advance. Never pay the band in advance, ladies and gentlemen. But I'm going to try it out anyway. This one's a little more lighthearted. I apologize for being heavy-handed at the end of the night. I don't mean to put anyone in any kind of disposition. I'm going to try to liven it up now. This song's about a hippopotamus. <laughs> We've all been there. No. 
call me up on your telephone Knock down my window, honey, know that I'm not home for you Fighty by do Oh, Lord, come mama, shake me your blue Sweet mama, you know double deep I do To swim in my water hole I'm cutting off my whiskey and wine No more staying out No more having good times without you Dabble-dee-ba-doo Oh, Lord, come mama, sing me your blues Sweet mama, you know Dabble-dee-ba-doo Step up out of me to swim in my water. Oh, come on, my deep I do. Oh, Lord, come on, my sing me your blues. Sweet mama, you know, double deep I do. Oh, Lord, come on, my sing me your blues. Sweet mama, you know. I'll take it for who you are and not a penny more because of you. Double-dee-ba-doo. Oh, Lord, come mama, sing me your blues. Sweet mama, you know. Double-dee-ba-doo. Oh, Lord, come mama, sing me your blues. Sweet mama, you know. I'm cutting out my whiskey and wine for you. No more staying out late without you. Oh, no. Double dee da do. Double dee ba. Hey, yeah. Oh, Lord. Come on, dee ba. Hey, yeah. Oh, Lord. Mama, dee ba. Hey, yeah. Oh, Lord. Mama, dee ba. Day goodbye. Thank you. Suitcase Sam, everybody! Oh my God! Oh my God! Thank you very much for coming out tonight, guys. Give yourselves a big round of applause. Thanks very much for being such a nice audience. Guys, we're absolutely fantastic. Please follow us on Twitter at... S-M-R-P-Q-S-F-2-5. STB underscore podcast. STB underscore podcast. Please follow us on Twitter. Thanks once again for coming out. Please do a big round of applause for Merv Hartland, for Ryan Kukek, for K. Trevor Wilson, for Bryn Potty, for myself, I guess, for the free coffee Bryn Potty got for you guys. Fantastic. Bob Kerr, Heidi Brander, you guys have been absolutely fantastic. And one more time for Suitcase Sam, you guys have been amazing. And Casey Lyons as well, please, for putting this thing all together. You guys are absolutely amazing. See you guys in the next month.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.